0: Has (laughs) consumer behavior figured out?
1: Yeah, they do. They got you figured out for sure. (laughs) They
0: sure do. Because here's the deal.
1: Welcome back to In Residence. I'm Keith. And I'm Laura. How are you doing today, Laura?
0: I'm doing really good. How are you? I'm swell. Swell? I like that. First, I wanted to check in with you and just see how things have been going.
1: They're going well. Um, I was on another podcast. My friend Owen McGrands Sonder Union podcast and it was a lot of fun he's a great guy to talk to he is very good at holding conversation and asking great questions i think we we think a lot about music in in the same way uh same but different you know and and so it's fun to to be able to connect with somebody like that and then and like i say uh to him i'm like oh he's he's doing things that i want to do when i grow up but better than I can probably do them, and uh, it is true. <laughs> so he's got a he's got a newsletter. He's working on a book, and I love tuning in and, and seeing what who he's going to talk to. And it always has like interesting guests on. So um, I think that's coming out or is probably out uh, this week. So I'll link to that if anyone wants to check it out. Be really fun to go and support him and see what he's up to. Other than that, it's like podcast stuff and trying to keep on moving forward. So what about you? I know you've been up to quite a bit.
0: Yeah, so one thing I spent a lot of time doing yesterday was kind of putting the garden to bed, so to speak, for the year. So I dug up all of our carrots as my final step of harvest, I guess. So we have a whole bunch of purple carrots. I did Cosmic Purple. Yeah,
1: they're carrots awesome. Carrots
0: this year from Ed Hume Seed.
1: I was like, whoa, what are those? They're, they're they're giant and they're purple. I'm like...
0: Yeah, my dad, I brought some over to my parents and he actually thought that they were there was one or two that looked more like a beet yeah. than it looked like a carrot.
1: Yeah, they're kind of squatty and, and round. Yeah, i yeah. like, oh, yeah.
0: the ground might have been a little too compacted there for that one to mm. grow itself downward. But
1: Oh, is that what? I think so. Oh, interesting.
0: I could be wrong about that, though. So that project, I wrapped that up. I cleaned up all of the pots. I put them away. I put all of our lawn furniture under our deck. You brought over the patio furniture to winterize it to your parents. And yeah. Kind of a sad time of year, but at the same time, it's it feels somewhat good to complete a project and have it all cleaned up and tidy and put away. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's and it, the first snowflakes that we've seen of the year appeared oh. also like a snow globe, right? Like not not I mean not that intense, but just kind of wispy and like floating around. And it's that point where it's oh, it's cold and you can feel it, but it's also like oh, it's so magical. Look at the snow, and like in a month and a half, we'll be like oh, you dumb snow, like yeah. go away.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was. It was really cold out there. Yeah. I actually, I came in. I was probably out there for several hours, and I didn't think too much of it. I had on jeans, and I had a. Did I have a jacket? I can't. A sweatshirt. I had a sweatshirt on. Yeah. I came in, and you know when it's so cold outside that your legs are itchy
2: <laughs> and
0: they're tingly, and they're just like. Super, super hot, even though they're super super cold, yeah, that is what I experienced <laughs> coming inside was just like coming in from ice skating or sledding yeah. or ice fishing, right, and just right. like that, like, oh my yep, gosh, yep. I'm so cold that it it feels so hot yeah, but anyway, I haven't felt that in you know what a good six months or probably even more, yeah, but winter is coming,
1: yeah, oh, it's oh, it feels like it's here today, that's for sure. It was like 25 degrees this morning. Yeah. Fahrenheit.
0: I know. (laughs) So, so yeah. So, I guess what I've been spending my time on lately is putting the garden back, you know, to bed, getting the garden fence, like cinched up, figuring out what to leave in there so the squirrels and the birds have some seeds, like some sunflower seeds. Now I have to figure out what to do with all of our our canning. That's what's going to happen today during football.
1: Yeah. Figure out where to store all the preserves.
0: Yeah. Then we should be all set for the winter. We got way more spaghetti and pizza sauce and salsa than we probably ever could use. But we're going to try. Oh, we'll use it. I think so. Okay. I will say I also did a couple fun things that I've never done before. So I did candied jalapenos. And uh, I also did hot pepper jelly, which.
1: Did I try? I think I tried that. You did. It was good. Yeah.
0: It was really good. Oh, I also did hot sauce, like Frank's red hot sauce, the yeah, like buffalo sauce, yeah. using all the cayenne peppers I had. I
1: don't think I tried that yet, but that'll be fun. Oh, it's spicy. <laughs> it's spicy. Oh, no.
0: Yeah. So I'm excited. I always like to try a couple new things and a couple tried and So
1: what do you want to talk about today?
0: Well, we, we somewhat had talked about this episode making this sort of a mixtape.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's what... I was like, let's do another mixtape where we'd show up and see what each other's been up to or what's resonating with us and see what happens.
0: Yeah. And so one thing I wanted to talk about is I know we've talked in the past about morning routines, and I just wanted to check in with you about your morning routine. I know that things kind of shift and move when things move, especially when the seasons change. I think I find that. I just wanted to see how your morning routines, um, what things you're excited about, what things you're working on.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's in flux for sure. Uh, I haven't been getting out on my morning walk mm. as regularly, and it's not because it's getting colder. It's, it's just uh, not making it a priority. But now it is colder, and so I'm I'm cognizant of the fact that it might that might become another excuse. However, I have all of the winter gear. <laughs> And there's like, there's no snow out yet. So there's nothing stopping me except from choosing to do it. And it's a good way for me to start. That's why I talk about it. It's good for me to get activity. Cause I'm, I'm sedentary in front of the computer editing. And a lot of the stuff that I do now is I'm sitting down and I same with like, I need to just, I have a standing desk thing that I can convert it to standards. Okay, dude, use it. Um, <laughs> but anyway, sure. So like the morning stuff, uh, I, I like starting with that walk, and I also want to re-implement like the morning pages or journaling or combination, whatever I call it. That hasn't quite happened yet either, but these are... Me saying it is kind of like a way to like, okay, you said it, so now do it, so you can show up and tell people like, you did it, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> uh,
0: can I ask, so the morning pages, I know you've been doing that for a while, or...
1: I had done it for a while, You had yeah. done it
0: for a while. Can you Can you just share what is your approach to that cuz I know everyone does it slightly different. Yeah. Do you show up with questions, you answer, do you just do a thought download? How do you approach that?
1: For the morning pages, it's just it's just a brain dump for me. And and it's all I all I do, all I remember or hold is that three longhand pages, pen to paper. I don't I I don't try to stop myself or edit myself while I'm doing it. Um, if I make a mistake, I just rewrite the word. I don't even stop and cross it out, even though I do sometimes that, but when I'm doing that, I'm like, Oh no, no, just keep going <laughs> and letting it kind of freely flow. Like, so it's, I didn't realize I was learning about it when a professor of mine was talking about like free writing, but that's basically what they were talking about and just letting it's a brain dump for me is how I approach it. And so I want it to be something I do that leads into me doing more writing it's not that I don't want that to be my writing for the day. I want it sure. to be, it's like a morning walk for my brain. Right. Huh. You know what I mean? And like the, and, but the thing Exercise
0: is, your muscles, things yeah, like that.
1: And, and so like the morning walk isn't just for my body, it's for my head too. And so, oh, absolutely. and another, another extension of that is like, also let's extend that into writing some, some pages. And then hopefully that leads to more momentum of me doing the things that I talk about, like wanting to be more rigorous with the things that I'm collecting and then turning those into things that I'm connecting and then sharing out, right? Like I've, I've mentioned that with you before, and we can dig into that. Maybe something to talk about a little more too later, but, but yeah, the morning pages, it's just something that I want to choose to do that becomes like part of my protocol, part of my practice, because I know it's going to lead to me moving forward and building momentum. The other thing is I'm trying to wake up earlier that got a little derailed and I'm staying. So I'm staying up later, which leads to me sleeping in. So I just, I just want to switch that back because I, I sadly like I'm, I'm a, I'm a resistant uh, morning person, right? Like I'm, I'm a night person or I tell myself that, but I want to, I want to switch that just to help shake it up and see if like, okay, maybe this will work a little better. And I do feel more Sorry. productive if I get up and I accomplish a little something before I would normally have been awake even. So there's, was the other thing? Um, I'm also working on, and this is just for me because of also part of the, the, the movement and the mobility, I'm also doing strength training and mobility and flexibility with a personal trainer. And so for my body, something I'm trying to do is getting 30 grams of protein in the morning, like right away. That's just my, my routine. And it's something that's going to help me build muscle and hopefully lose weight. So that's another that, but that's part of my morning routine, and that's tricky because for a long time I didn't have breakfast, so I don't feel hungry sometimes, and it's the same for me. It's the same as going to bed earlier. Sure, it that'll affect my mornings in a positive way too. Anyway, rambling.
0: <laughs> no, so <laughs> too
1: much detail about your morning routine.
0: <laughs> okay, let me see if I I have you. So you're working on some kind of movement. Yep. Potentially, right?
1: No, no, I'm working you are. on movement.
0: You're working on movement. <laughs>
1: I don't want it to be potential. I want it to be a choice I make and that's something I do and okay. I show up for.
0: <laughs> so that, uh, morning pages. Yep. And your form of journaling. Yep. Then getting protein. Yep. And I'm missing something.
1: Um, I don't even know. Good thing we recorded it.
0: Oh, I know. It was more you were talking about shifting the time you wake up. Yeah. So that's not really part of your routine.
1: Yeah. Well, that's, but it's that's,
0: part of what you aspire to do. Yeah. And start your routine. I maybe?
1: Starting my starting my day earlier. Which which
0: means you need the evening routine. Yeah.
1: OK. There, I mean, it's <laughs> it's funny because it's like, oh, imagine that like nighttime and, and morning routines are related. Oh, <laughs> who would have thought? You know,
0: <laughs> I will say that was a game changer for me yeah. because you're such a night owl that that's often time that you and I had time together. Yeah. Um, And I remember it was probably a couple of years ago when I decided I was really going to go all in on doing a morning routine and try and show up consistently. And I was so nervous to tell you, okay, Mm. what this means, though, if I get up at five, that means I go to bed at nine. Yeah. And that means like the two hours we're watching a show or puzzling and Legoing or just talking. That means that... I will be sleeping at that time. Yeah, I was really nervous to talk to you about that. I don't yeah. exactly know why.
1: I mean, sometimes I can. You sometimes still feel like a guilty or some oh, version of I, that. Of like Oh, I'm sorry. I'm tired. I'm like me. I'm like go to bed. I have me time then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but I think. <laughs>
1: but there is something that it, there is something that's like. Well, we're gonna the thing that's being sacrificed is like together time. Yeah, and I don't bit. like sacrificing right. that. But that just means we shift.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: And, and then, and, and be intentional about it so that we're not just two ships crossing in the night. It's like, okay, well got to recalibrate, yeah. you know? And that's kind of what the m- morning routine is about is like, how do I calibrate myself to show up the best Yeah, is how I think about it.
0: Don't start getting up at 5am though.
1: It happened once on accident and it was like, it was kind of awesome because I, I just was awake and I wasn't even groggy, but then I was also kind of like, Oh, what's going to happen? <laughs> and then I think I was, I was tired by like 430 in the afternoon. <laughs> i think i had coffee and then i was a, up too late
0: you're gonna open a portal in the universe right right get up too early no i was gonna say i i like my morning time in the quietness
1: exactly exactly the house
0: and the stillness yeah and um
1: right and that's that's the thing too is i'm like well if i start waking up early like i'm not, on my space i'm not gonna come bug you <laughs> you know kidding.
0: i know you wouldn't
1: no but like i might i might but then it's like but i no. like that's laura time and so, but it's like maybe that can be Keith can make time for himself then too. Why am I talking in the third person? Don't I don't know. know. You just feel like it. It's so much fun.
0: So when you so your ideal morning time, say everything went as planned of how you want it to be mm. in a kind of ideal or mm-hmm. near ideal state. How long would you take for your morning routine?
1: Ooh, like I'm, I'm like an hour to ninety minutes popped in my head. Okay, and that's because like I do dawdle. I'm a slow starter
0: i try not to say
1: no no i am uh <laughs> in the mornings i'm i'm slow but like other times when we're like going somewhere i'm like i'll be in the car you know i like i'm ready to go and i'm like sitting in the car in the driveway like like a dad like just i'll be in the car <laughs> you know
0: absolutely true if that's you do that. if
1: that's 4 30 in the afternoon or five and we're gonna go to, to dinner or whatever
0: gotta be there a half hour early <laughs>
1: that's yeah that's how i feel that's me showing up for something. Whereas me showing up for myself, I delay and I, and I'm slow and I'm like, Oh, you know, Mm -hmm. I get in my own head a little bit and I'm like, well, but I have to do dishes and I have to do right, Like like the thing I say all the time, I don't have that route. It's that routine or like, like I'm not, I don't have to be to work so that I'm on time because somebody's holding me accountable for showing up on time. I have to be accountable to myself. And so that's something that I need to set the accountability for myself. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what it's about. Sure. But anyway, enough about enough about mine. How is your morning routine going? Because I know you've you've never had a problem getting up early that I'm aware of. I know you may feel tired sometimes, but I also know that you've you've started to try to reinfuse some of the other practices that you've you've done in the past. And so tell us a little bit about that.
0: So the last week I added something new to my morning routine. And I was trying to not be precious about the routine that I had built, because Mm. I was really concerned that if I added a component to it that I had done in the past pretty consistently, that I may stop doing some of the other things like journaling and self-growth work that I was doing and enjoying. But I found, so what I've done is I've added a component of movement every single morning. I'm starting Very Doable (laughs) So we have a rowing machine and we have free weights. And so I've been doing some of those uh, activities that I enjoy Mm. in the morning, something easy, something um, where I come in with kind of a minimum, like I'm committed to um, rowing for 15 minutes. And then at the end of 15 minutes, I can decide, do I keep going or do I say, you know what, I'm good. And so that's what I've been doing this week. I showed up and got it done each week i got my journaling in um i got some uh self-development things in what do
1: you know how i can tell that you've been doing your morning stuff like your workout
0: because there's more laundry yeah what? yeah there's more
1: there's more exercise pants i'm like what is up with all of these yoga pants like you know or whatever they're you know like they're like the the black yoga pants type thing and i'm like there's a lot of pants and i'm like oh my good for laura i'm like this is awesome like i wasn't (laughs) mad at all i was just like i'm like well these are a lot of pants (laughs) I'm sorry. I was like, Am I sleeping, I thinking, like, sleeping I was-
0: better? Am I snoring? No. No. Well, yeah. Yes. Well, yes. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So so I've been doing that. And I will say my biggest concern about doing it was that it was going to add too much time to what I was currently doing. And so if I got up at 5, like I do each and every day, I even did today, <laughs> on the weekend, because my body's just wired to wake up at 5, apparently, yeah. I was worried I wasn't going to be able to... Get in the full routine I've built and been accustomed to for the past, you know, six months or so and get ready in time to take child one to school and get to work. And so I I was making a lot of drama about adding 15 minutes to my morning routine, which is when I think about it logically, it seems silly, but it's so easy to just let your brain trail off and say, tell you why you shouldn't show up for yourself.
1: Yeah, because you're com- it's comfortable, right? You're yeah. like, oh, it's what I know, and it's like you almost want to say like, oh, it's what I know, and it's what's working, and it's like, well, then why are you trying to change it? It's like because maybe it's not working quite or doing quite what you want, right? Staying the same, like
0: you know what else is kind of a mind um, beep, a mind. Um, what's what's another word for that? <laughs> uh Ken.
1: Can... i kind of want you just to say no, it so i, can, I, so I can actually bleep it out
0: no i would except last time i said the word you left it in
1: i bleep myself saying
0: it <laughs> i know not me so so what um is hard to get my my head around mm-hmm. maybe and to come to terms with there I, I, there we go yeah. work right now is incredibly intense and it has been for quite a while Uh, We've had lots of changes. We've had lots of big projects. We're trying to move things forward and there's lots of exciting things, lots of heavy things. And so works just there's a lot going on is maybe how I'll say it. So the thing that is hard for me to get my head around is that 15 to 20 minutes that I'm adding activity in. I could use answering emails (laughs) in the morning or making progress on a work project. So it's counterintuitive to me. That's a better way to say it actually. Counterintuitive is to not use those 15 or 20 minutes to move forward those work projects and answer the endless sea of emails, but to invest it in my um, well-being and using exercise and movement as a way for showing up for myself and for reducing stress and to create mental clarity for the entire day,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I'm not, and historically have not been really great at that. The first thing to go is always movement. Yeah, it's always well being. My sleep yeah. suffers. My workout routine goes away, and I just work, work, work. Yeah, emails, 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 and I'm I'm trying to double down and be like, no, I need it more now than ever. So,
1: yeah, it's it's a interesting human reaction to stress, which is I'm stressed, so I'm going to pay attention to the stress in ways that don't have a return on investment. In a way, it's like the best return on investment is taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's the first thing like we kind of cast aside. I don't have time for that. It's just like, <laughs> oh, like how do we almost reprogram that, that part of us of like, that's all we have time for. Because if we simply do that, we'll get so much more time back right in the long run right like that like you know we get so bogged down in in the emotion or feeling of the stress it kind of cloud it kind of clouds us and you are what you do kind of thing sometimes yeah is what it feels like and
0: well what does that say i can't remember who said this but just the idea that if you don't take time for yourself now for wellness you're going to be forced to take it later when you're dealing with illness right yeah i can't remember who said that but it is a really interesting concept because I'm even thinking the reason that I like to do rowing, um, this is way too much information about Laura, but the reason I like to do rowing is because um, I carry all of my tension and stress in my shoulders and upper back. If I don't do rowing, or I don't do stretching, I don't do shoulder kind of um, weightlifting, things like that, that tension just sits there and these deep, deep knots form almost to the point where I'm this complete brick wall. Yeah. I've had to go to physical therapy and things like that to get dry needling and, you know, to really try and get any sort of relief from the pain that those deep and tight knots form because of stress. So I also know that doing some of those movements that are going to help me release some of that tension naturally, I think that is time well spent for me. So again, too much information, but (laughs) but I have to think about that too, right? It's about uh, quality of life. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely
0: so shifting a little bit those are something that you're listening to or reading about that's piqued your interest this week
1: yeah I'm, I'm working through john acuff's new book listening to that small bites of that and the other thing that i've really been diving back into is listening to brian koppelman's the moment podcast he had um david lipsky on a while ago
0: and i, I just
1: He has the, well, because it's the book where you're like, did you get this book? (laughs) The, the parrot and the igloo. Oh, okay. Uh, and so, and it's about climate change. And, and, um, and so I finally got around to listening to the episode with him on, and then I finally finished it this week. And then he also had Michael Lewis on, um, he, uh, has another, a new book out. Um, and so he's on, he did Moneyball, and, and, um, he's just incredible author that I, I know about, and I need to, or I think I need to, and I feel the pressure to be more well-read and all these things. But like, so then I get to listen to these two intelligent writers talk about writing and how they approach reading. And so it kind of went on a a pretty intense journey listening to their conversation, uh, throughout this week. Um, I don't have quite as much time to to listen to things when I'm editing the podcast and stuff but I did realize like oh I need to make time for these things to help keep my brain thinking and having conversations with all these kind of mentors and leaders that I see in spaces and in in getting to to be in similar spaces with them you know in in my head like you know and I tend to do it you know like I say when I'm doing dishes or laundry you know so it's like it makes that time faster and it's more pleasurable. Not that I have a problem doing those things that much, but sometimes it's, it's like, Oh, I gotta do this. It's like, no, I get to do, do it. Cause now it's time for me to listen to stuff. So I've been taking in a few more podcasts and then listening to more podcasts is helping me tap into that, that same thought of like, this is why I want to do morning pages because it's another way for me to connect and think about what I'm thinking about, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and like, you know, and just go a step beyond just consuming because yes, I'm, I'm consuming the content when I'm listening, but okay, now what am I going to do with it? And like listening to those guys, it's like, you can tell they consume a lot and then they do something with it. And that's kind of the key is like, what am I going to do with it? So,
0: yeah, we were just talking about that this morning of being, how did you say it? Not just a collector of ideas, but a connector.
1: Yeah. So a thing like Seth, Seth says, Seth Godin, we're on first name basis uh, uh, The he he t- this this is this great idea of let's not just collect dots, you know. And he's talking about around kids and how we're teaching kids and how we educate, and it goes for everybody. It's like let's and 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 it's parallel to me. It's a parallel to how much we consume, right? And but it's it's the way he says it is like let you know are we are we simply teaching kids to collect the dots or are we going to teach them how to connect them? And there's a lot I feel in that the power of when you can teach somebody how to collect information yeah. or notice things and then connect them. And in the, in that way, I mean, let's say write a essay or a blog or communicate back what they're thinking about those things, connecting ideas and then sharing it. That's, that's powerful to me of there's, it's not just about what you read and what you're taking in. It's about how are you interpreting it and how are you sharing your perspective back to the world. And that goes into the same as like how I've talked about. Another thing he talks about is like the opening doors and turning on lights, you know, that kind of yeah.
0: thing. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, you were talking about that this morning too.
1: Yeah. Uh, What brought that up again too is um somebody commented on a, a post of mine from months ago. And I, I don't, I don't necessarily go back. And when I write things, I don't necessarily remember writing them all the time either. And so that's interesting. But I wrote, and this is before I even was talking about my projects, the podcast, like I was even like a little too timid to share, like, I'm working on a project and I'm not, I'm uncertain. Right. Right. I was, I was, I was a little shy of being vulnerable and sharing like here, I made this or here I'm working on this at that time. So I was just talking about like, I want to have a practice, right. We're talking about practice right now too, with morning routines and stuff. Somebody commented on something I wrote that I feel alive when I'm opening doors and turning on lights for other people. And an extension of that too is there's a reason I'm a learner is because I feel alive when I'm opening doors for myself and turning on lights and I'm learning more and things are becoming, I'm I'm becoming more aware of myself or things that help me. And and, And then an extension of that is, oh, how amazing that is to be able to do for other people too. I've been ruminating on that for a long time, and now I didn't realize I've been doing it since July or August or whenever that post was. It's like, okay, yeah, like there's something here, and I need to dig into it because it what it brings up in me is i, I said to you, and you you've heard me say this before it's like I used to never i i like I went to school for music, but I didn't want to be a teacher, yeah, right <laughs> now I'm realizing or I've realized you know, becoming a father, I'm a teacher, whether I want to be or not, right, so I better better understand that and realize that because I'm teaching them things all the time, whether I'm intentionally doing it or not. And so coming to terms with like, oh, you know, maybe when I was younger, I there was something about education that did and didn't resonate with me. And there was something that made me not want to go into education. But now it's like, oh no, there's something really powerful in helping somebody learn and and grow and there's all these things are just kind of ruminating around in my head, but that's connected to that that you know, collecting and connecting and all these things. So yeah. What do you got for me? Come back at me. Like I just said a whole bunch.
0: Yeah. I know. I'm like, I don't it's, know where to go. It's in here. and so
1: that and I mean that's my point. That's why I need to be doing morning pages. That's why I need to be doing journaling. That's why I need to be writing. Is so that it's not all bottled up and then I just like, ah, I'll, you know, and just like it's like, okay, I need to think about this stuff and and what does it actually mean for me? And What am I going to do with that?
0: Um, Because you did say a whole lot there. Yeah. And I'm not quite sure. That's all connected back then to.
1: I think everything I'm saying is connected by how am I going to show up and how am I going to choose to use my perspective and what I collect and how I connect it? How am I going to share that and that it's okay for me to share it and I don't need to. I can use my voice. Mm -hmm. Now, what's the best way for me to do that for me? And for others, you know, we're going to have a hard time getting a transition out of (laughs) that.
0: Okay. So thinking about collecting and connecting dots. So you're talking about it being connected to teaching, right? Or education. And there's a part of me that, that thinks that yes. And I also think that some of that rigor can be, can sit with the connecting of dots and I'll talk just a little bit about that. Yeah. So I think oftentimes there are a lot of details and a lot of ideas and a lot of things, thoughts, concepts, models, facts, mm-hmm. bullet points. I see one thing that I take on is through the connection process of not just taking those same things aligning them and and putting them out there, but I see it as my duty to take everything that I am collecting, Mm -hmm. simplifying it and connecting it so that when I'm communicating it, that it's really clear about what it is that I'm trying to pull together. Yeah. The theme, the concepts. Yeah. And I'm not saying you weren't saying that.
1: No, that's what I was trying to say. (laughs) Yeah. I wasn't trying to talk about education. I was trying to talk more of like learning, which is different to me.
0: And learning is one thing, but I'm I'm even saying the the importance of not just helping others learn, but just that duty I feel like I have to take all of those pieces and connect things in a way that's simple and clear mm-hmm. so people can access the information and are really clear about, oh, that's that's how these things are coming together.
1: Yeah. No, I agree with that. And I mean, like learning, not just for others, but for me too. Yeah. That's the, that's, I, the fact that I have, um, I need to work more on doing what you just described so that I understand the things that I'm collecting and trying to connect. And so that I can communicate it more clearly, not just so that I can communicate it more clearly to, for everyone else It's because I want to be better too, Yeah, you know? And so, Mm
0: -hmm. I, I mean-
1: I don't think we're in –
0: We aren't it. in disagreement. Yeah, yeah. I just – I think I am still – there's something that I just – I'm still feeling, like, compelled to say that, like, that connecting for me is so much about the process yeah. of simplification. And what I think is interesting, what I'm hearing you say, is it is the connecting, but you're going beyond of then how do you share, almost.
2: Huh. Does wonder- that
0: make sense? And it's interesting because I'm like the future person typically saying and then what are we going to do then the so what? But I feel like I'm hearing more of that from you than I am actually from me.
1: So I wonder if I'm more of thinking of cuz you're saying simplification and I think mm-hmm. I'm more about like exploration. I can meander and I can talk and I like you you might say like I circle talk sometimes, <laughs> right? And I swirl. Yeah, but but that's in that's in in an attempt to find a better way of explaining it or a better way of showing the connections or, or even finding the connection. Cause I don't know. All I know is I have a feeling that, you know, this thing over here and the, that thing over there, if I, if I'm holding them both in a hand, like there's a connection here, but I don't quite see it. And I'm just going to you know, talk and talk. And cause I can feel it, but it's just, I don't know how to, I don't know how to express it. So I'm looking for, how do I express this clearly? You know, and I think that's similar to you saying, how do I make simplify this? I think we just have a different uh, vocabulary when it comes to these things, which is interesting. Hmm.
0: Um,
1: and we think differently, so which is really great.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Anything else you wanted to say on that? I don't think so. Okay. So what have you been uh, listening to over the week or like what content have you been engaging with?
0: So I have been uh, listen Well, I listened to the um, book "How to Begin: Start Doing Something That Matters" by Michael Bungie Sainer. Is that right? Close enough. M B S. Yes, that's how you say it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'll admit, I'll admit, it was good. It was a good book. It's really good. It was. It was one of those books that I think when you were reading it and you're telling me how good it was, I I was skeptical. That mm-hmm. might be the kind. That's Is so, that it, the kind.
1: That's so interesting because you are not that very often and so that's how i know you needed to kind of start absorbing it and because that's that thing is like whenever i would i retract yeah it's like now i'm realizing oh that's a sign to lean in and so that so it was interesting to see like kind of your initial reactions to me talking about it and and now what you've yeah come to find so keep Tell us a little more.
0: Yeah. So I think I was worried the how to begin book just, and I think I judged it by its cover or mm. the title mm. because it is about beginning and I felt like we had already begun yeah. and that we would regress or you would reg- regress on the progress.
1: Why have you seen me do that before?
0: <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I would, I think I was worried that it was a good place for you to hide mm. by Having started already and showing up and shipping your work, our work, and then to start swirling around, mm-hmm. what are the reasons you shouldn't start?
1: Because like I would generally so say something like this pops up, I would generally be like, oh, this is a way for me to do it better. This is oh, I need to try I'm start it. start over. I, I better try it their way or the way they're telling me how to do it. And you're like, no, you you did the work. You you took Just that keep going. you took that leap and we started. Just keep going, keep going.
0: Yeah, it's like, I mean, I, I think I was feeling like, you know, if you're um at the top of a hill on a sled and somebody's like pushing you down, and you start going down the hill, you don't bail out like the first third of the hill, right? And then be like, I'm just going to walk up to the top and start over.
1: <laughs> I've done that. Why? I don't know. You've never bailed out on the sled?
0: Well, only at the very end. Or if I was going to hit a really gigantic ice bump somebody made. Okay. I mean, then, ow, of course I would. Okay. Don't need to be breaking any tailbones. Sorry. Bad analogy. So I listened to the whole book. Mm. and And uh, now I am going through and doing all of the exercises and reading. So I read it, uh, read it, quote unquote, listened to it. Mm on audible on my commutes to work this week. And then I started digging in um, as time permitted throughout the week, but then now more this weekend on doing the different exercises. And I have been humbled, I think at the process because I'm an initiator. That's something that I wear proudly. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, you should (laughs) do. You should,
0: (laughs) but I was humbled because when it comes to, One thing he talks about is identifying a worthy goal. Mm -hmm. When it comes to identifying a worthy goal, and I'm not quite ready to talk about what my worthy goal is yet, but the one that I identified and one that actually mattered was important. It was really hard for me to say, and tomorrow I'm going to have enough time. I'm going to show up. I'm going to prioritize. I'm going to make this happen. And that isn't exactly the process, but you go through all these different layers of why you might not want to. What might be the good things if you don't? What might be the good things if you do? So one of the best things that I, that exercises that he had us do was around the mosquitoes. And so when you think about your worthy goal, what are the things or the mosquitoes that are small and uh, just kind of not at you? And so, you know. They it's-
1: don't feel like they're going to be a big deal, but. He says, have you ever tried to sleep with a mosquito?
0: Oh, and that's the worst. You hear the buzzing and then you hear it like you can feel it biting you. And it's terrible to sleep in a room with a mosquito. It's kind
1: of asking you to confront those things, right?
0: Exactly. And so I found that to be really productive because there were some things that I never even thought were things.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) I don't even know if I should talk about some of them or if it's. Maybe it doesn't really matter. Well, here.
1: It's asking you to be vulnerable, right? And you're kind of exposing yourself. I mean, to yourself, (laughs) right? And there's like some kind of revelations and epiphanies.
0: Yeah. So one of the um, things that I wrote down was one of my mosquitoes is (laughs) that I don't have time. Mm -hmm. I tell myself that all the time. That I don't have time Mm -hmm. to do anything but what I'm already doing and making time for. But I know that's crap. Sorry, I know that's. I can say crap. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. It's an excuse.
0: Right. Because how much time? I know I spend time on social media, Mm -hmm. consuming it, not creating content. I know that I'm doing things like playing Pokemon Go, Mm. because you got to catch them all. Right. 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 (laughs) I also know. That I uh, have a propensity for online shopping.
1: Oh, I think I know that too. Do you? Yeah.
0: Have you noticed? I've
1: noticed lots and lots of boxes just randomly appearing at our front step. And I'm like, I wonder where those came from.
0: Just preparing for the winter ahead. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No. So it it is one of those, um, I will say, on an aside, Kohl's has (laughs) consumer behavior figured out.
1: Yeah, they do. They got you figured out for
0: sure. <laughs> they sure do. Because here's the deal, right? They give you a 40% off coupon, which is like they're basically paying me <laughs> to, to, to get these winter coats for the kiddos. Yeah. And not only do I get 40% off, then I also get $10 Kohl's cash for every so much I spend. Then I have so much Kohl's cash. But then when I spend said Kohl's cash, I get more Kohl's cash. And so it's this never-ending Kohl's cash loop. And then once you go dormant and dark oh. and don't buy for a while, you get another forty percent off, and then the cycle commences.
1: Oh, jeez.
0: Oh. oh. I love Kohl's.
1: Oh, jeez. Not sponsored by Kohl's.
0: It's not. <laughs> but when when you it save more, <laughs> <laughs> when you save more than you spent, it just feels right. Yeah, imagine that. Sorry. Yeah, I know. It's- <laughs> It's not good. Anyway, um, so online shopping was another one of my time-wasting mosquitoes. Okay. So I was, I was just trying to bust bust some of this up. I think the other one that may surprise you that I didn't talk to you about this morning, but one of the things that, who am I? <laughs> We've talked about this before, mm-hmm. right? It's the yeah. imposter syndrome coming in and creeping in. Um, Like, who is that creepy guy with the mask, like Halloween week when we're recording? Jason. They all have creepy masks. Yeah, they do. But it's just like lurking back there. But just that idea of why would you be the one to do this? And what makes you unique enough to actually make this have any value to anybody? Yeah. I'm like, oh, there you are, Shady Laura. Like, knock it off. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Anyway, so that was another one where, again, it seems small to have that small thought. And I'll have it. I'm like... No, but I'm different, you know. I have a yeah. unique perspective. I have unique experiences. Then here comes Shady Laura and says that I don't think that's true. So why would you spend time on trying to create something new if other people have already done it?
1: Right. So, so I think one of the things, if I remember correctly, in the book that you and you kind of touched upon, but like so you're having these thoughts, right? And they're gonna, they're limiting thoughts. They're they're designed to stop you from pursuing the thing that you're thinking about. And then he asks, well, what do you, what do you stand to gain from staying the same? And what do you have to lose from staying the same? And then what do you have to gain or lose from making the change? And I think that is really powerful and it points out or will highlight even if you, maybe if you hadn't noticed those thoughts and those feelings, it helps you identify those so that you can kind of confront them right because that's because you you got to be honest with yourself right with answering those questions and you're going to you're going to kind of gain a little confidence right like yeah. of like to beyond well I'm special and I I have a unique voice it's like yeah you do but you also you deserve to share it and you deserve to figure out why you know and answering those questions helps you i think gain the confidence of just beyond that
0: yeah it does
1: That was, I mean, that that was really powerful to me of thinking, because I tend to think in what, I tend to think what I have to lose by changing in facts of what am I going to lose? This asks, what are you losing because you're not changing? Right. Right. And that's different to me, but it's powerful of like, oh, like the possibility, letting myself have the possibility versus listening to the voice that says, oh no, the only possibility you have is complete and utter failure.
0: Right, <laughs> <laughs> a little heavy, yeah.
1: Why well, it's a scary Halloween monster that you're talking about.
0: <laughs> a scary Halloween monster <laughs> named Shady Laura, yeah. The other thing that he talked about, which I thought was powerful, and I'm not going to remember what it's called. So, hold on, I'm going to look and see. Um, so it's the art of Kintsugi. basically, it is making sure when something breaks that you don't just throw it away. So bowls, cups, things like that, you repair them and then brush them with gold or, or things like that. And it actually makes them stronger. It makes them more beautiful. It makes them go from something that's broken to something that's unbroken because it's bended. You're looking at me like, what are you talking about?
1: No, I know what you're talking about the way you're describing it. You're like, it goes from broken to not broken. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it does. And I think what's powerful about the concept is that that these pieces are actually seen as more beautiful, uh, more valuable than… Uh, for their imperfections. For their imperfections mm-hmm. um, versus the unbroken pieces in that same set, right? So I was thinking a lot about that this morning as I was reading and reflecting on it because so many of us, I know myself, I've I've thought about the experiences that I've had in organizations and they haven't all been rainbows and unicorns, mm-hmm. right? Glitter and like pom-poms. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's how, is that how we can depict happiness? I sure. don't know. I like rainbows and unicorns the best, but but those things that at the time may like felt like they they broke me or stopped me down or pushed me down or really challenged me in a way that didn't feel good or healthy. Maybe at the time, I think what I'm realizing as I'm as I reflect on it, those things actually, in retrospect, have made me who I am. Have helped me grow, and as I've repaired those and learned from those experiences, it really has made me stronger and a much better leader, I think.
1: Yeah, I And mean, a more
0: compassionate person,
1: yeah. really. I mean, that's finding the gift in the experience, right? Like, Because yeah. it's not great that you had some really hard experiences, but seeing that the strength that comes out of the work of Fixing the cracks, right? Yeah. Like that, I think, is kind of the powerful thing in, in that, I mean, just because there's some cracks, like, we can do the work to fix them, and it doesn't make us less beautiful. You know, it doesn't make us less useful.
0: And it actually makes us stronger, more yeah. beautiful, more complex. Yep. Unique.
1: Yeah. And experience and wisdom and, uh, Yeah. It's a it's a really nice thing to, that that he brings up, you know, and it's a good, it's a good concept, you know, and and think about th- like our our, tr- our troubles, you know, or like you said, it's not great to feel broken, you know. I I mean, I maybe I've said it before, like I yeah. I felt broken before,
2: yeah, you
1: know, and it's how you can't you can't do much with that, and you got to find a way to to work through, right? Yeah, <laughs> and and put yourself back together, I guess, or or find someone that knows how to get those cracks to line back up and, and fill it in.
0: Yeah. And there's, I mean, I'm feeling compelled. Like there's a lot of ways to go about that. Mm -hmm. Right. There's um, obviously there's professional help. therapy can do wonders.
1: Um, We don't play one or pretend to be one on the internet. This is just us talking, you know,
0: and from personal experience. Right. I also think that good friends, good partners, Keith, I find you as as a really good thought partner and someone that listens. Thanks. Right <laughs> back at you. helps me put those pieces together. Right back at you. Thanks. Because you've been on that entire journey with me the whole, whole way. Mm-hmm. You've heard some stuff. Yeah. There's points where um, some uh, institution I was at, we used to say, we almost wanted to write a book that said, you can't make this beep up.
1: <laughs> stuff. You can't make this stuff up. Yeah,
0: you can't make this stuff up. There you go. <laughs> I edited myself. But I do think, and sometimes too, I know that that it's important to you need to do you. But I know sometimes I have also found myself needing to transition because it was time and it was time for me to heal. And I actually had someone tell me once that at the institution I was at that I was really good at surviving in the current environment but that it was going to be really hard for me to thrive. Yeah. And that was a really hard, but I remember that uh, Clara's day and um, he was right. He was right. But I guess what I'm saying is all of those experiences, all of those sound bites, all those mentors and friends and you Keith and therapy really do help line up those pieces, repair those cracks and make Make you stronger,
2: yeah. Get you ready to
1: keep moving forward, right?
0: Exactly. Exactly. Sorry, I got really deep on that. I didn't. <laughs> int- I didn't plan on doing that.
1: It, yeah, it's good. It's it's uh, uh, nice of you to share with people. I think.
0: So the other thing that I wanted to ask you about, because the weather is turning colder, the snow is beginning to fly it's time for us to somewhat hunker down and look towards moving through the next couple months to January 1st, to New Year's. Mm. We're about two months away from that. Yeah. The question I have for you is during that time, we spend a lot of time together with family. Do you have any family traditions that really excite you and that you're looking forward to in the next couple months?
1: (laughs) The first thing that pops in my head is that we do... Um, the gingerbread houses oh yeah and it's actually with graham crackers uh but you you make like royal icing and we get a bunch of graham crackers and we take like all the leftover halloween candy and we all get together and my mom usually comes over yeah and we kind of have a little food network competition in like a friendly way we all kinda- is it friendly yeah
0: I Come think on, it is.
1: It's friendly, but like, I mean-, I mean how
0: could it not with all that sugar? I mean,
1: we're competitive, obviously, but we're not as competitive as when we first started. Like, when we first started, we were- I think we actually posted on Facebook-
0: Ooh, like, we could do that this year.
1: Who's Who's got the best one? <laughs> yeah, we could. <laughs> we could. We could do voting. That would actually be fun. We, that would be fun. We could do that on Instagram or something or or Facebook. I don't know. But, because um, now it's just like, okay, how- how oh, high am I gonna go with it or or how extravagant with the decoration am I gonna try to be, you know, kind of thing?
0: You normally do a huge one.
1: Yeah, because I'm kind of a one trick pony because it's uh sometimes it's just a little like less is more, but then I'm like, but how's it gonna be different? You know, and I need, you know, so I'm like I'll, I tried to go, I tried to go high last time. I think I, and I think I'd made a, did I make a deck? I don't remember. <laughs> it
0: might've been might the year have. before.
1: I might try that this year. I might try to do a, like a, a deck to scale. <laughs> i like,
0: oh, that might
1: be fun. Like, I mean, a certain fun. scale, gummy bear scale or something. Gummy bear so scale. there's like gummy like bears, it. like grilling out by the deck or something. That'd be funny.
0: Oh, that would be um, funny. little Weber grill. Yeah.
1: I mean, so that's, that's something like aside from standard get togethers for like the holidays and stuff. That's always kind of fun. Cause it's probably the closest to Lego. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think it's fun. It's, um, I will say I like to do ones that are kind of off the beaten path. Maybe yeah. last year I made a Keebler elf sort of toadstool, like a big mushroom house. Right.
1: Well, I, and I always, I always say like, it looks like a Fabergé lamp. It was so, it, did. it was like yeah. stained glass looking. It was, oh, so, yeah. it was pretty intricate.
0: Very fussy. It kept breaking, but I got it.
1: We got it propped up and it stayed. Yeah. They dry rock solid. It's like you, you can't even break them to get them in the garbage no. bag.
0: Maybe we could share the royal icing recipe. It's a good one. Yeah, basically yeah. icing cement. Yeah, I think I've almost um, broken my hand trying to like crack you know crack the the houses getting get them into the garbage yeah, at the end.
1: January fun. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, we gotta get rid of these. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's it's always a it's always a fun family tradition to do that. Do you have a different one, or do you have another one in mind?
0: I do. That was actually one of the first ones that came to my mind. Yeah. The one that I'll add, maybe, is one thing I really like doing is um, an annual lefsa-making day. And so my mom... And sister. So we're all Scandinavians. So um, our relatives come from Sweden, Norway, and Finland, but primarily Sweden and Norway. And many of the traditions and things that that we do have come and been passed down from uh, my great grandparents and grandmas and now my mom and to me. And one of those is making lefse every single year. And so for those of you that don't know what lefse is, it is basically a tortilla. I would say, but it's made out of potatoes and cream and just goodness and love. Is that a good way to Yeah, yeah. describe lefse? It's so good. So we make this uh, lefsa dough, and then we roll it out, and we put it onto these big lefsa griddles, and uh, we make dozens and dozens of lefsa to have uh, throughout December. Throughout the holidays, it's just really, really tasty stuff. It's even better with all the flour we use, depending on whose house it's at. Yeah. It's basically just everything is covered in a thin layer of flour for yeah. weeks.
1: It's like it's like being in the wood shop, except for it's flour. I'm just like, oh my gosh, there's flour everywhere. Oh, yeah. I just come in and hide downstairs.
0: Oh, yeah. Yep. So there's that. And then we often, the last couple days, uh, we've been, or days, years, we've been doing it virtually. Just because my sister lives out of state on the west coast. And so we've been doing left the making zoom party mm-hmm. essentially. So my mom and I will be making it with my kiddos here. And then Jenny will be making it with her kiddos out east, out west. Yeah. So that's that's been pretty fun. I'm I'm trying to figure out if there's a way that maybe we can do it in person this year. So she listens to this. Spoiler alert, Jen, I'm gonna <laughs> see if there's a way we can finagle it when you're you're in our neck of the woods. That would be fun. I'll even clean clean our house for that.
1: <laughs> Please, Jenny, come.
0: <laughs> Get all the cans stuff put away. So maybe to end the episode,
2: mm-hmm.
0: one thing we did a couple weeks ago was pull a quote card and talk about why it resonated with us for that day and why we needed to hear that message. Yeah. I thought that would be kind of a fun thing to do because I haven't done that in a little while. And perhaps that would be something that we could do and maybe incorporate into the mixtape sessions that we do. Sounds good. All right. So I have mine. Do you want me to go first? Yeah. Then I have you do yours? hmm Okay. So this one, based on our topic of um, how to begin, I think is kind of relevant to me. So the quote is by Lewis Lappin. Is that right? Lappin? I'm, I'm having Keith look yeah, to make know. sure I'm saying it right. Sure, I don't know. Okay, we think so.
1: It'll be Kay. in the show notes.
0: <laughs> okay, sounds good. So it's the future turns out to be something that you make instead of find. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is I spent a lot of time today journaling and processing through the How to Begin book on making and creating a new project and working through some of the resistance I felt in doing that. And so so this quote of the future turns out to be something that you make instead of find is speaking to me in that I need to keep going. I need to keep creating and that the future isn't waiting on me to just trip and find something that's created for me. I have agency and creation in that process. So I really like that. That's great. How about you, Keith? What do you got?
1: I have. There is more to life than increasing its speed. Mahatma Gandhi. Mm. So, yeah, I like that. Uh, It makes me think of similar to what you pulled there, actually, of we're making something. We have a podcast and let's let's do it and not worry about the outcomes and the metrics and how fast it gets, how many views or these and that. Um, and so I think it connects a lot to figuring out say a worthy goal or something. And maybe sometimes we put a lot of pressure on, I need to attain a certain level now versus what's the next smallest step in moving towards my goal kind of thing. So that's what it brings up for me. And, uh, also (laughs) we mentioned last time, uh, you know, taking some time to just, uh, Take a beat and look around and not let it all pass you by, kinda. Right. You know? So let's transition out, right? And let's let's you know, you know how we usually we talk about a recommendation or something, right? Right. And so from that, it makes me think I'm super excited that we're going out to a live show. We're going to a concert this week. And I'm
0: excited too. Even though I'm too old for the floor. (laughs) You're not. I will maintain that.
1: We'll probably find you a chair or something somewhere.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just find me a chair.
1: (laughs) Oh, so,
0: a blanket so I don't get cold.
1: So to me, that's, it's a little bit of, it's a little bit of both. Like that's part of me slowing down, but also it's going to feel like I'm speeding up in a good way of like getting out and going and doing something and, and being somewhere and enjoying something. Like it's all, all of it at the same time, um, because that's the way like live music lights me up. It, it really just energizes me, but it's also, it's so enjoyable. And, in and, and something that I can sit in and take in at the same time. I don't know if that's necessarily a recommendation aside from the fact of hopefully people can find something like that to do for themselves. Like what's something that would really light you up if you took an evening or a morning or some time to just, yeah, I'm going to do that for me. So do you have anything to end on?
0: I have been also listening to quite a bit of music this week. I think I've recommended this individual before
1: we're going to go see LP by the way. Yeah. That, I didn't say that part.
0: Yeah, LP is amazing. But the the record that I've been listening to in addition to LP is Michael Franti and Spearhead, Follow Your Heart.
1: I think um, you brought them up before. I did. It's good. No, and it's I good. just
0: I it, it's been the last couple of weeks have just been um there's been a lot
1: intense, I intense. think. Intense. Yeah, that's
0: a good way to put it. So the the Michael Franti and Spearhead just have this positive vibe, and so I would recommend. I love the album "Follow Your Heart," and so I would recommend that.
1: All right, let's wrap it up. Thanks for showing up, Laura.
0: You too, Keith.
1: Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time.
0: See you next time. Bye.